Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. G'day and welcome back to the Farms of Us podcast where we talk everything agribusiness. Hope your week's gotten off to a flying start and really thank you for joining me on the podcast. Whether you're a new or an old frequent listener, we thank you for joining in this week. Here we talk to the industry leaders to allow you as a listener to take key elements away that you may be able to implement into your own enterprise. And if you can't take anything away, just to use it as motivation to start growing your agribusiness and to set it up for growth into the future. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already and leave us a review on Apple. They really do help the podcast and keep me motivated to keep producing for you and also the industry. So if you could do that, that would be amazing and pass it on to another farmer down the road. Share a screenshot of where you're listening and tag Farms Advice and we'll share it back as well. Building better agribusinesses with Farms Advice. Now, on this week's show, we have Louis Holland. He has forged a career on and off the field playing Aussie Sevens. He's now playing for the Melbourne Rebels in centre position and was unlucky to come away with the win on Friday night. He's always had the connection to agriculture through family and has bought a piece of land himself with his soon-to-be wife. Running Outeringa as a Speckle Park cattle stud, he shares how it started and how he juggles his commitments of being a professional, professional footy player. I won't take up any more time as Louis and I get stuck into it about on and off the pitch. Let's get into it. 
G'day, Louis. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, mate. How's everything going down your way? Yeah, good day. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, going well. Um, training full-time at the moment, so um, getting stuck into that. Our season's just about to kick off on the weekend, so um, yeah, my mindset and everything's kind of rugby-focused. So you've left the farm farm tools behind for a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of a bit of a mix-up this year um, in regards to how kind of I've been doing stuff um, probably since 2017 when we first bought um, when we first bought our farm. So, um, yeah, finding it a little bit, um, I guess, as a juggling act, but um, got some, you know, some, some good people to help us out, which um, is always handy. Yeah, absolutely. So just for the listeners, give them a bit of an overview of where you're, you've come from, your background. Um, some may not know that you played rugby sevens for Australia. Um, it's a pretty amazing feat coming from country towns and then also coming from agriculture. Just give us a bit of a background on that. Yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, grew up in a little town called Braidwood, which is in New South Wales, uh, between Canberra and the coast. Um, went to school in Canberra, so travelled in out every day from year six, um, which was probably like maybe about um, 100 k's in, 100 k's back. Um, so did that through uh, my schooling life. On the school bus. Uh, learned to play. Uh, dad, would, dad actually worked in town as a builder, so he would drive us in and then, yeah, you'll catch three buses on the way back home. It's nuts, isn't it? Um, and end up, end up at home at about 5.30 um, usually until, yeah, I guess started playing rugby and um, enjoyed it, was half decent at it. Um, and then, yeah, just continued that through uh, my school and years. And then um, basically when I was uh, 2010, when I was 17, finished school, was at the Brumbies, um, got picked up with the Australian seven side. And then for the last 10 years have played uh, full time with them, um, traveled the world, seen many countries, seen many cities. Um, and then just this year, or with COVID um, last year, and with not being able to travel, I guess, uh, globally, um, I jumped across and had a go at 15 with the Rebels and trained with them just to more keep my mind occupied and uh, mix it up and stay fresh. Um, and then this year, um, obviously COVID's still lingering. Uh, I've signed a bit of a dual deal with uh, the Melbourne Rebels um, and the Australian Seven. So, um, yeah, trying to fulfil um, as much time as I can and play as much, uh, I guess, rugby because uh, you get overtraining pretty quickly. Yeah, I suppose you want a few minutes on the field rather than just smashing out training day in, day out, once a count. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, train, training is always good and fun, but I think playing the game or playing is why is why you train. Um, so, yeah, you miss that competitive edge. Don't, like, don't get me wrong, you always compete at training, but when you're up against an opposition, you, know, you have a bit of fire and, um, you know, it makes things exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I suppose what I brought you on for was like you're a bit of an influencer around the industry for for clothing brands, but also for people looking to enter into agriculture and just to see a bit of a glimpse of what's going on. What's Outeringa yeah. Speckle? Is that oh, yeah. your family? Or? Yep. No, so my mum's side of the family um, have always... Um, and still kind of uh, live off the land. So they were shearers. My uncles were shearers. My grandfather was a shearer. Um, my great-grandfathers had properties and my grandparents run those properties. My uncle 
Um, kind of, so always kind of been around, I guess, agriculture. Uh, and growing up, I wanted to be a jackaroo, but ended up, um, that's what my uncles did when they left school, but ended up playing football. Um, so I've always had a desire to do something with, um, I guess, agriculture or uh, find my way back uh, on the land or into a country, small country town. Um, so in 2017, uh, my partner and I, we brought a property in Stanthorpe, which is in Queensland. Um, and we started our, just a commercial kind of Angus um, uh, breeder block. Um, yeah. And we crossed them with speckled park rules. Um, and yeah, we kind of do that as a bit of a side hustle and keep ourselves uh, busy, um, somewhere to spend our money. And yeah, just, just to kind of try and see if we can tie up a good little, um, a good little income and something that we can do after rugby. Um, we've got a few, uh, you know, purebred Circle Park um, cows. So hopefully yep. down the track that will, uh, you know, have a little stud going and just kind of learn and, you know, um, see where it gets to and, um, yeah, make a few mistakes and um, hopefully make a few good ones as well. That's what it's all about. What about like the footy boys that you play with? Many of them come from ag background or they're keen to come check out some speckles? Um, yeah, there's a few blokes. Um, I guess most of them probably come out of Sydney, who I know, um, that have, you know, from um, country backgrounds and come in boarding school, uh, come to boarding school in Sydney. Yeah. Um, like Ned Hennigan, um, you know, he played for the, yep, and he's over in Japan now. Um, he's a good example of a country boy that probably ended up back there. You know, Mac Mason was at the Waratahs. Um, kind of within COVID, he got laid down and he went up back, went back up north and, uh, went back onto his station and worked with his family. And now he's over in Austin. Um, so yeah, there's definitely a you know a good a good handful of blokes that are running around in rugby circles, and no doubt will tie back into the agriculture um, ways after they kind of hang up the boots. I'd say. Do you think like the COVID experience that gave you more time back on farm working with the cows? Yeah, definitely. Um, so usually the way it would kind of run, we brought our place in 2017. Um, we had a good year in 2017 and then basically went dry from then on in. Um, so I guess the juggling act for us at that time was running out of water. We were actually living in Sydney. I was flying to Brisbane, driving to Stanthorpe. Um, Charlotte's parents have been a massive help and they kind of helped us feed cattle through the drought. Uh, we had a lot of expenses we probably didn't really um, want to be spending in the first couple of years. We had to put a ball down. We had to run troughs. Um, we had to, you know, dig out dams. Obviously, because it was drying, it was a good time to do it. Um, so, it's, yeah, it's been a, it's been a massive juggling act, I guess, the last four years. Um, but then, in, with COVID hitting last year, um, and everything just being kind of put on the back burner and put on hold, uh, we got to spend a couple of months up there. Well, probably a good three months. Um, and get all our fencing done, um, you know, get a couple of sheds designed and stuff and, yeah, try and kick a few goals uh, when, I guess, our other goals for that year were put on ice. Yeah, definitely. It's a good thing, like, that you can be so flexible. I think that's one of the best bits of ag. You can be so flexible. It gives you time to go play footy once you've got it all organised. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it's obviously good now that we've got some rain and we've got some grass so you don't have to be I guess on farm or worrying about um, feeding livestock and organising hay or trying to find hay and everything like that so um, yeah 
I think yeah. when, when it's going good, you can get off farm, definitely. And uh, you can enjoy it a bit more rather than always, I guess, going up there to work. Yeah, 100%. Did you have to buy in a bit of feed throughout the drought down there? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we bought, um, you know, just standard cotton seed and um, a few tr- a few semis of hay. Um, we'll probably dry there for or probably good parts of two years. Um, we, we kind of changed our arm a little bit. Uh, we ran out of damn water. We got a bloke in to try and sink a ball. Um, ended up getting good ball water. Um, so kind of got lucky in a sense, but yeah, there was some tough times in between. Yeah, so you actually had to put a bit of infrastructure into the place as well, straight away. Yeah, yeah definitely. So like, I kind of had like a bit of a five-year plan of how if everything was smooth sailing, should have looked or could look um, and what we kind of wanted to achieve and tick off. And I guess the place that we brought only re- uh, relatively small and has 50 cows on it. And we are just another place. Um, so it was kind of um, work out how to um, kind of use the funds on an average um, throughout those five years and what infrastructure we needed to try and one, um, make it a, you know, an easier and more practical place to operate and run for being there kind of part-time to also um, add some, you know, equity back into it. So if we did down the track needed or wanted to buy another place, we could use that and try and grow and expand. Yeah, definitely. So it sounds like you've gone off to a good start and balancing it with your footy career as well. But what, how do you think you're using your platform within agriculture? I saw you did a bit of work with Drought Angels. It's pretty good to... Yeah, we did get involved with that uh, i think um obviously having a second income off farm well i guess our major income off farm yeah um we knew that the struggle like how hard the struggles i guess were um not just from a mental side of things but also from i guess a monetary side of things as well um through those times um and with people who weren't i guess in such a, a position that we were in um we found it hard, so we kind of were like, Jesus Christ, we're finding it hard. There's a lot of people out there who are going to be in a lot worse situations. So um, I'm good mates with the guys from Ringers Western, so we kind of did like a bit of a drought angels hat um, and all proceeds went to drought angels to help, um, you know, they did boxes of um, groceries or paid for school fees or whatever, whatever it kind of went to. We raised $50,000 from there. We also raised $25,000 when the floods went through North Queensland up there because there wasn't much media media down here. So we raised, I think, $25,000 from up there um, and that went to Blaze Aid to help, um, you know, with some cost or um, in, with fencing or something that they were doing up there. So I guess just try and reach and expand. Um, I've always loved – I love Australia and love, you know, being able to represent it on the sporting field, but I also love how – and what Australia has to offer to, you know, supply us um, the food, but also, you know, supply overseas um, and just what we've produced and be proud of, um, and, you know, and they are tough times sometimes and they are good times and other times, but, um, you know, we have a very good resource that we should be proud of and, you know, get behind because as you see with COVID, when the world stops, a lot of things become irrelevant um, yeah. and you eating becomes a high priority, I guess, that and toilet paper, as you see, what flew out of the supermarket. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it was a bit of a reality check just to, you know, how we do things back home and how we can support and 
how um I guess how lucky we are of what we got here. Yeah, I suppose you're open to both aspects of like rugby. It's a bit of a reality check, like with no rugby on all of last year, but then moving to ag, everyone was depending on agriculture to put the food on tables throughout lockdowns across the world. Did you see like it? That really helped you out being within ag at that time. Yeah, I guess so. I was kind of always, I had a conversation with someone the other day um, and they were like, oh, how good, and they were, they, were farm, they were a farming entity and they said, oh, how good's the, I guess, uh, the job keeper at the moment. Um, and then, you know, a comment was said, oh, well, I wish there was something like this for when the droughts were on because we could have done a lot with the $1,500. So you just see how quickly the world shut down and how much, well, and what people needed so fast in regards to the job keeper, um, you know, when the ag went, well, there still is a lot of people in drought and, you know, there is assistance there, but, um, you know, sometimes when you hear stories and read stuff that it is so hard to get. So, um, you know, it just goes to prove how resilient and tough and, um, you know, the, the farmers are that we have and how we should support them. Because when the planes don't fly and the boats don't sail, that if we can look after ourselves here, we, we stand pretty, we stand a good chance, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Well, most of the drought loans, they're actual they're loans. They're not like job seeker um, disposable cash more so compared to the drought loans we'd get six months later um, when it's probably already green again. So. Yeah, 100%, definitely. And, you know, I guess, um, you know, um, that would have helped out the guys on the land through that time a great, a great deal with, um, you know, something like that. So... Hopefully now, or if we ever do get back into a dry spell, that you know that those become available and it, they can kind of consider and realise how important the ag, the ag um, is, is within Australia. Yeah, definitely. So moving on, what's what's plans for the power couple of rugby in the next five years? Are you looking? We won't speak of retirement for footy yet, but are you looking to put more emphasis into back on farm? Or you just yeah, we're looking, to get, we're looking to get another property at the moment. Um, I guess you can look at... Um, I know we're juggling a bit. My, my first kind of business plan was to get one place set up and then a gist land um, and go down that track. Um, but then um, you can kind of see the incentives at the moment um, through um, different grants where you can try and apply for you know, the 50%. Uh, match that the commercial lender will give you um, at a low rate so it's almost as much as adjusting a property um, but then again those cattle prices are so high at the moment which is hard to buy breeders or hard to buy anything to kind of get a quick return on so I think at the moment we're looking at buying another place um, if we can get that across the line um, but if not um, I guess we'll just be patient and something will come up and yeah, just kind of, I guess, maybe just another place and, you know, invest in cattle um, off off farm and um, try and build that up so we have a significant amount of breeders to kind of support, I guess, one wage or keep one of us busy if uh, one of us does retire um, and then on the field, I guess. Uh, hopefully play, myself play a bit of Super Rugby this year. Um, Charlotte and I hopefully get to another Olympics. Charlotte hopefully win a gold medal and uh, myself win a gold medal. Uh, getting married at the end of the year. Um, so yeah, the next five years, um, no doubt will fly by, but there's a fair few things you want to tick off and get a hold of and get after.
it sounds like you're ticking off a few boxes for this year. Congrats on the wedding. Where's that going to be? Uh, just on our on our farm in Queensland. Kind of looked around and had a look at wedding venues, and um, you know they're all expensive. So I ended up building a barn over um, over COVID. Yeah, I right put on. a big barn on top of the hill that serves as a wedding venue, tax writer. Yep. Yeah. And someone else having money. <laughs> Sounds great. You'll have to listen to the podcast a few weeks ago with Charlie Bloomfield. He was like talking about buying or leasing a property, which one like you should do or what you should look for. That'd be yep, pretty yep. good for you just to, it might be more yeah, beneficial for you to buy in the long run or if you're looking for five, 10 years lease. Yeah. yeah I'll get that one to listen um, the other day, which is good. So good stuff. Um, you have to pass the podcast around to the footy boys if they're in ag. So, Louis, how can people follow you online? Where's the go-to? Uh, um, you can best probably just on um, Instagram. Yeah. Just Louis, just Louis Holland um, or Outeringa Speckles. Um, yeah, I've got two accounts there that I try and you know post what I'm doing day to day, or I guess not day to day, probably week to week, um, or anything that's kind of like um, we're thinking about doing, or if we buy, you know, a new bull or AI, I guess, from the ag side of things. And then, yeah, kind of a bit of insight into what I do just as my personal life on my other account. Absolutely. I think, like, a lot of young fellas are going to do the same, a bit more insight than these older blokes have been doing. I'm trying to get my dad to pass a few images over, but it never happens. <laughs> Good luck. Absolutely. Half the battle. Just about wraps it all up. Thanks for coming on the show today, mate. That was a quick one, but good to have you on. You're in isolation down there in Canberra, so you can get back into your footy. Yep. Best of luck for the rest of the year. Cheers, Jack. Thanks for having me, mate. Talk about a ripper bloke working in agriculture and as a professional footy player. Louis was unreal to have on the podcast, so thanks for tuning in. It's amazing to have talent such as Louis and his partner, Charlotte, Within agriculture, with the platforms they have, with hundreds of thousands of followers, and what sort of influence they could have for the for Aussie ag, really. So they have done it really well with Drought Angels, supporting farmers in any way they can. So I'm sure they'll flourish once they take a step back from footy and focus on the farm. But for now, footy is a big part of their life and Louis's life. So can't wait to see him kick goals on and off the footy pitch. Don't forget to listen to our weekly wraps and like, comment and subscribe to keep the Farms Advice podcast ticking. We're on a roll in 2021 and I'd like to keep that going. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Farms Advice for further motivation to grow your agribusiness and I'll see you next time.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.